Welcome to the Corner Kick Podcast. Uh, we're a little different today. We don't have any men's or women's soccer players on. We have the Spartan Soccer Club, which is new to MSU this year. And we have Travis Trainer, the events coordinator. We have Joe Erdman, the president of the club. And Mitch King, the communications director. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? Well. doing well? Good. Thank you. Good. So Spartan Soccer Club, I'm kind of interested. You know, we haven't really had one before. What kind of triggered you guys to want to start a soccer club here? Yeah, so hi, my name is Joe Erdman, as uh, as was said, and uh, I wanted to start the Spartan Soccer Club. Is just we I've been kind of amazed at how much European soccer has really taken off in the last couple of years, not only here at State, uh, but even in my hometown. I'm from Novi, Michigan, and uh, all three of us lived in Brody last last year, and we were really alarmed and just seeing around Brody Complex, and we thought, okay, well, why don't we bring everyone together? Not only will it be fun viewing parties, um, just networking with people that are supported the same club. Um, but who knows, you know, also doing, making, playing some matches or going on some trips and that kind of a thing. So just kind of building on a common like among, among students and uh, bringing people together. When you're in Brody Complex, was it like kind of like every Saturday and Sunday, you know, you would just, everyone would sit around and watch and you converse? Was it kind of something like that? Or was it something that, hey, like I live on this floor, a lot of guys like soccer, you know, let's all go watch in Brody. What what, what was it kind of like? Uh, we actually got really lucky. Uh, our dorm our floor in particular just had a ton of kids who were really way into soccer. Don't know why. Across all the spectrums, international, club, what have you. But so you could walk down the hall, and because our entire hall was really tight-knit, you could walk down the hall, see doors open, see that they've got soccer going, and you can step in, sit down for a minute. And it kind of developed out of out of that. I mean, they've been fans for a long time, and we've got other members that, that have been as well. But, yeah, you just start to sit down, and sometimes you get a little – some chirps between other teams and clubs, but yeah, it's so it was kind of natural. It was really cool. Yeah, and then Travis, being the events coordinator, would you guys like watch at certain places? Um, kind of tell us a little about that. Yeah, so what we were thinking of doing is, so we'll have you know we we ask everyone who their favorite club is, you know, just to get to know a little bit more what leagues they watch. You know, we are big into the English league, and you know we'll have viewing parties at you know our house. We all live together, so at our houses or if other people volunteer to have them at their houses or also, you know, if you go to a restaurant or you know, maybe rent out a room in a building somewhere, something like that. So just basically when everyone, what they want to do, basically. Okay. Do you guys kind of like meet like in a building or something or like a certain place like once a week? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's not, it's not quite a normal club, I guess. It's not like right. ski club exactly. or, or whatever. It's, it's kind of like, we, this is something everyone enjoys and it's you right. know, not, it's an activity, but it's not like a physical activity like some of the other clubs. Right, so we were thinking about having our first meeting within the next week or so, and basically we're going to rent out a room somewhere on campus just to get everyone together, introduce ourselves, and basically tell them more about the club. You know, we've just sent out a few emails, you know, tweets, things like that on social media. 
and just let them know what we're going to do. And we, we'll have meetings probably, you know, once or twice a month just in case there's any more news to talk about or if there's any events that we are thinking of planning or things like that. Yeah, and Travis kind of built on it. And like like you said, we, we aren't a normal club. Uh, we don't really have anything to talk about every every week. We, we don't, it's, it's not needed. Uh, so our meetings will actually be the games, um, what, what have you, Champions League during the week, uh, club, just league on, on the weekends. And then, like Travis said, we will have a meeting about once a month or so just to see any new ideas. We want to be doing intramurals. We want to make a trip to Chicago, see the Chicago Fire, something like that. Or if uh, International is near, um, you know, if we get enough people together, you can rent a bus, and it's 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 costly. Um, but, you know, if you have 50 people and you throw $20 down, you can get there and back. And then, uh, you know, it's just another fun weekend um, on campus or away from campus and away from the normal activities that we do, that we do here at Michigan State. I think that's kind of the appeal of it is that we don't have to have these formal meetings where we need to sit down and discuss, take minutes, that whole thing. The whole, you know, the very fundamental objective of the club is to sit around and enjoy a beautiful game, right? Yeah. So really the games will be our primary pivot point, you know, mm-hmm. that's where it all happens. But the outside events too. I guess, like, there's food and drinks, I guess, at the certain places, you know, whatever, whatever's going on. Yeah, basically whoever's, you know, hosting, if they want to, you know, supply some drinks or some chips or whatever, if you want to bring something, you know, just pretty open. You can bring whatever you want, basically. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of what we're, you know, we just started this this year formally, and that's kind of where we want to have that first meeting and let the members decide which way do we want to go with this. Do we want to go to a bar? Do we want to go to a restaurant? Do we want to go to people's houses every week? Um, do, we, do we not want to go there every week? Do we want to just meet on certain bigger games? Um, it's really open-ended, and that's kind of why we appreciate you having us on today, just to get the name out there. Um, if we can get more people, that means more ideas and better ideas as far as uh, all of us are concerned. Are you guys recognized as a club by the university? Like, Are you in like the university listing? We are, yes. yep. Yeah, okay. we're, we're registered, and we'll be registered under community in the next couple of days here. I just talked to Adam Winter uh, today, actually. So. Awesome. How, how's that process go? I'm always kind of curious about that. Oh, it's been a little bit clunky. I mean, we have, (laughs) well, for some. They got into community really easily. I know a number of other clubs that have had trouble. They got in, even if they were registered, they've still yet to get their kind of uh, invitation in. But, you know, it's just a rolling process. And then especially with participation being canceled, that was not the best uh, scenario for us. (laughs) But uh, I think it'll be rescheduled. And if not, uh, you know, even going to a, a Michigan State soccer game, men's soccer game, women's soccer game, what have you, um, that's where people go if they like soccer. Mm-hmm. And we've been in constant uh, contact with the Red Cedar Rowdies, and uh, they've been passing the, passing the word on to some of their members. Mm-hmm. And we're really looking forward to working with them. Um, I haven't been to as many games as I'd like to go to, um, but you know, it's it's every time I go, it's really fun. So if we can, if we can get that kind of camaraderie, uh, that'd be really fun. Yeah, I know some of those guys have houses. Have you like talked about like maybe hosting a party with them or you know an event with them sometimes at their places? Yeah, again, it's it's kind of been not too formal contact just yet. Um, it was just over the summer and just getting back on campus. Uh, but that is something we've talked about, not specifically where, uh, but definitely that's something we want to do um, both with the Spartan Soccer Club and then obviously with the Red Cedar Rowdies as well. I mean, obviously, since there's a student section for the men's and the men's soccer team mostly. They appear at some women's games, but mostly for the men's. Um, you ever thought about maybe like working with the uh, men's soccer team? You know, maybe help for you to help you guys out. I know they help out the Red Cedar Rowdies a lot. I'm just wondering if it was ever in the back of your mind. I don't think we've talked to them. I don't know if you guys have. I don't think we've been in contact with them, but it's definitely something that would help because who knows? Maybe they'd be interested in coming to watch a few games, or it'd help you know kids on campus get to know the players. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. 
that's definitely something we could look into. I'm sure the Rowdies could help us out with that because they are in constant contact with them. So yeah, yeah, definitely I, something we could try. Yeah, I know a couple guys on the team um, just from working with the Red City Rowdies and as well as just other people on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that'd be a good idea. And again, more ideas just from this podcast of more ideas coming in, and that'd be awesome if we could yeah. do that. Yeah, you have anything, Mitch, Dad? I'm good. Okay. Thank you. That's all right. All right, so let's kind of like talk about, like, let's get to know you guys a little bit. So how about favorite EPL club? Um, My my favorite is Chelsea. I'm actually wearing my new jersey I got this year, uh, Diego Costa. Um, I started watching, I'm fairly new to the English League. I started watching, I think, a few years ago when Chelsea won the Champions League, mm-hmm. and I kind of jumped on the bandwagon there. So, <laughs> but yep, Chelsea for me. Okay. Yeah, so... I'm a big Man United fan. Okay. Uh, my dad actually grew up in Brazil, so he played here. Awesome. So that's kind of where my soccer likeness came, come, comes from. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Travis, I can't, I got into it actually when Chelsea was winning Champions League. And uh, the next season, my dad had bought me a Manchester United jersey for like 10 years ago, so I threw it on. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just fell in love. It's, it's hard not to. Um, it's kind of weird saying that. Um, but I, I grew up as a hockey player, football guy, and I'll watch soccer over any of those sports every day of the week. Awesome. So it's just kind of cool to see that. That's pretty cool. You know, my first exposure to it, like I said, was kind of uh, my freshman year, so two years ago. So I'm trying to avoid picking a club just arbitrarily and uh, okay. being branded as a bandwagon. So <laughs> so I'm not going to declare anything yet. Not on the air, not openly. I guess, Joe, since you said you played hockey and football in high school, I guess a lot of people see soccer as like a boring sport. It probably changed a little bit since from the World Cup, you know, this past summer. Or usually every every summer during and after World Cup for a little bit, it you know people's per- perspective changes. Uh, but it's kind of you know it's a growing international sport. I guess th- through your eyes, like w- since you've played football and hockey for pretty much most of your life, uh, you know what's your take on soccer and the growth of it? So that was me five years ago. As I said, you know my dad always loved it, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to watch a zero zero or one zero game. But the truth is, you know, one game that Chelsea. Chelsea game with D- Drugba ends it. You know, I mean, it was it was awesome, and even not even not as a Chelsea supporter, it was it was simply awesome. Mm-hmm. And that grabs you, and then the World Cups grabs you, and you you realize that it's a very physical sport. Actually, um, maybe you're not having some bone crushing hits, um, but those are being minimized in all the other sports, anyways. So why you know if they're not going to feed to their own sport, why would we want to hate on someone who's not being as physical? Mm-hmm. But there are physical aspects to the game. So that was kind of where I am, and uh, even like a nil-nil or a one-one-zero game, they're awesome, you know, oh, right? Right. Am I right? <laughs> I think the for me it's the, I mean, you hear this all the time, but it's the passion for that yeah, sport. Absolutely. I mean, it is unparalleled. Football, you know, people will say football, they're the best fans. Hockey, they're the best fans. But realistically, it is soccer or, you know, football. That is the absolute peak of fandom. And I think that's what that's the draw. And on top of that, the international aspect of it is uh, makes it beautiful. I think. Okay. I think people. This is what happened to me anyway. You learn to appreciate the skills that the players have on the field. So, you see them. You know, I can't. I can't do any of those dribbles or anything that those guys do. We we play. You know, from time to time on the fields or whatever. And just you see, they score a goal, and you see the crowd just going wild. It kind of gives you goosebumps. Like you don't see. You don't see American fans doing that for a touchdown. You know, they're high five or whatever. But these guys, it's really uh, passionate. It kind of makes you passionate towards it. And like you said, I think the World Cup helped. You know, when the United States we played was it Ghana? I think the first game we mm-hmm. scored within a minute. Yeah. And people are like, oh, they're they're <laughs> saying to start a game. You know, there's no goals and there's no goals in this sport. It's boring. You sit there for 90 minutes and there's there's one goal. Who cares? You know. And then we score 
a minute in and people are like, oh, maybe this is yeah. different than I thought. Awesome. So. Just just to build on that just a little mm-hmm. bit, I know yeah. Mitch and Travis both in, mentioned international and uh, my dad being from Brazil, I mean, he tells it like it is and people will hurt themselves and, I mean, people have killed themselves over Brazil losing a game. And, mm-hmm. well, that's not obviously if we want to pass that message on. <laughs> yeah. But that, that just builds on the passion and... uh you know, even after Brazil went out like they did this year, you could see it on the streets and you could just see people crying. And while it's more the not the happy side of it, it still builds on it as, wow, this is people care about this stuff and people live and die with literally okay. live and die with uh, with any club national or, you know, or any clubs. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Mitch and Travis, did you guys play soccer growing up or I did? I actually the my two main sports actually were. Soccer and hockey, me and Joe actually, you know, played hockey growing up together because we're both from Novi, and it came to a point where too many conflicts, so I gave up soccer instead of hockey because hockey is, you know, one of my passions still. I love watching <laughs> hockey as along with soccer, but, yeah, those are, two, those are my two main sports, and I still love, bo- still love them both. All right. Actually, in, uh, in first grade, I, I played soccer until <laughs> first grade. Okay. I broke my arm, and they wouldn't let me play, which I, I didn't understand because you can't use your hands, right? Yeah. So I swore off soccer for, I don't know, the next eight years until finally I, I don't know, I, I gave it another shot. Yeah. But I did. But yeah, so I, I never played because I just, I despised it for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized that was dumb. Yeah. But all three of us today, we play on the intramural teams at, at, at here at State. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll play whatever, 6v6, just to pick up game yeah, calls. Call, on the call. fields, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. whenever we can, we'd like to play. Uh, it's a great workout. <laughs> at its barest so yeah um but yeah awesome you know you guys were describing the atmosphere is there any like american sport you can closely describe the atmosphere of soccer to the only thing i can is uh playoff hockey because i still think playoff hockey is the best playoff system there is but you know i'm not a red wings guy but you go to the red wings games you see the crowd cheering you see your friends at the game i think that's the closest in my opinion to a regular game of soccer yeah i i'd, I'd second that and a Michigan-Michigan State football game or basketball game, um, I know we have season yeah. tickets to both, and we're at the Brez and Spartan Stadium. And if you could think about it being that loud and that passionate every single game, that's kind of where we're 90 minutes, no less. Exactly. Yep. You know, and even at a basketball or football game, you're not cheering during the play. But at a soccer game, it's just constant song or yep. a little banter. Uh, <laughs> and you know what what have you but uh you know that's that's just the way it is that, that's what i would compare it to yeah i gotta i gotta say that i gotta back up hockey i mean for me it's the the score differentials that you have to look at i mean you can see, you can see these one nil games lost or won on one play in soccer and hockey is the same way though oftentimes you'll see a few more points but still it's kind of that do or die aspect yeah absolutely even even still with hockey you know in a soccer game they have chance for certain situations and players you know there's no other sport that does that so even though in terms of the intensity of the hockey fans you know yelling and screaming for a goal they they still don't even match the the chance for certain people plays you know all the people yell and the ball goes out of bounds things like that so i still think even though hockey's up there i think soccer's still unparalleled in terms of fan support uh, now, as far as the Spartan Soccer Club, do you know how many members you have, or are you going to wait to the first meeting? We've been contacted by, I'd say, roughly 20 to 30 people who are fairly serious. We have, an, we have an email that people can contact. We have a Facebook and Twitter that people have been contacting us through. We've been trying to keep fairly up to date with those, so people, you know, we're still active. We're just getting all the kinks and everything out of this new club going. So, yeah, I'd say around 20 to 30. 
Yeah, ex- exactly. And like this whole discussion has been, it's a new club. We want to get our name out there. Our email is msuspartanfc at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at MSU Spartan. Or, yeah, MSU Spartan FC. Yep. And, uh, you know, whatever, social media is obviously the easiest way to get mm-hmm. in touch. But uh, And once we have those 20, 30 members, they have friends that are, that are soccer fans, I guarantee it. So, uh, you know, if they come to a viewing party, they come to a, you know, if we go to B-dubs or anything like that, and they'll see the, they'll see the passion and we'll, you know, I, I want to be singing songs. I want to be, you know, doing, like, I went to the Manchester United Real Madrid game at the big house this summer. Uh, Mitch just did as well. Yep, yep. And uh, even though it was a preseason, we were singing and it was, it was awesome. <laughs> so if we can emulate half of that atmosphere at one, at a house on campus or at a bar on campus, that's the ultimate goal. And then anything else, like I said, the trips or different matches or sporting events that come with it will kind of be just extras. In the pubs in New York, you know, people get up at like 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I know that's kind of hard in college because you have college football on Saturdays mostly if it's a home game. But do you kind of envision, your like in the for the future for this club, do you envision that, hey, we're going to get up at like 8 or 8.30 or 9 o'clock and we're going to watch at someone's house or we're going to go to a pub or a bar and – you know, we're going to stack that bar and, you know, they're going to know, everyone's going to know who we are, you know, when we're going to come out of, we're going to come out of the pub or bar or house with like our jerseys on and whatnot. Is that what you kind of envision? Absolutely. I mean, Joe said it himself, you want, we want to emulate that passion, that excitement about every single game, every minute of every match. And so, yeah, we want to push and encourage everybody who's involved. Uh, if their club's playing, we want to see them out there. And uh, why wouldn't you want to be, you know, it's uh so yeah. That's what we're looking for. That excitement, just you know, just right downtown instead of over in England. Right. Yeah, and we we get up for the games every morning, so it'd be great to see other people join us and share the same, you know, passion that we have for it. So we're up every morning on the couch and the TV and watch the games yeah. from you know the first game at eight all the way to the game at twelve thirty. That's our Saturdays. That's can our be a weekends. Bit rough, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little rough early on. Then some recuperation as you watch <laughs> every day, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny too because like. Like I said, the, the pubs in New York, like each one has like their different like fan. Like there's the there's the Tottenham and the Arsenal, well probably Arsenal and Man U one, and there's probably a Chelsea one. And sure. you know, like the, the interesting thing is like because you're a club and you want to be you know friendly to every to every uh, EPL or Serie A or La Liga team you know around. Is that what kind of makes you unique? Is that it, it's so diverse? It's not just fair to one type of team. Exactly. So obviously. I'm Man U, Travis is Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And kind of the thinking has been that we have a couple designated leaders for every club. And those those leaders will decide where to watch games, whether it be a bar or a house. And then obviously you have your bigger Champions League matches, your you know, Liverpool-Manchester City last weekend. And that would be a, a gathering at, at a bigger bar, like, like a B-dubs or something like that, where it would be club-wide. Um, because while I'm a Manchester United fan and while Travis is a Chelsea fan, we want to watch as much as we can, whether it be... West Ham or uh... West Ham, Hall City. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to watch it. Yeah. I, you know, that's just me. Um, if Especially if nothing else is going on, which, you know, in, in the wintertime here, nothing really else is going on. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, during we, under, we understand during Spartan football season, we know it's not going to take off as much. Um, but, you know, we get up at 7 a.m. to tailgate usually for a noon game, 8 a.m. So if we can do that and tailgate and have a soccer game on while we're tailgating for football, then, you know, that's even better. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the English League. It's also it's not just the English League, even though that's what our that's the one we watch the most, just, you know, because it's 
most advertised here. You can watch on NBC Sports. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. We also are open to the other other European leagues, also La Liga. Well, I'm sure we'll have some Barcelona and Real Madrid and Atletico fans and whatever. We'll have some Juventus fans or a lot of PSG fans. Now you see jerseys all over campus of different leagues. So it's not just the English the English games we watch. We're open to all leagues. Yeah, and kind of to, to build on that, we've recognized that and at our house we've got a sports package that will allow us to watch the game. We were, we were watching the Barcelona Real game earlier mm-hmm. today. Yep. Right. Who they were playing. And uh, if, you know, when people come in and we allow them to watch their teams, I think that'll be another input where th- another in for them is, um, well, if they don't want to spend that money, all right, well, we've spent the money, come on in, we'll have a good time, we'll watch the games, and then, you know, hopefully develop some lifelong friendships as well. I mean, and, that's that's the really cool thing is that you've got people from, it is the world's game, right? You've got people from all over the world coming together. <clears throat> and we know that we're not just going to see kids from, Michigan in this club we're gonna see kids from around the world you know Mm -hmm. international students kids from the far-flung reaches of the states everywhere it is a global game and that's why it's gonna bring people from every distance to come and get together and enjoy it together and you meet people that way and build these great friendships that way yeah I mean Travis how many people were international students not from the United States I think at least half of the people that emailed us about the club mm-hmm. were uh, international students, which is great right. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably have more passion about it than we do just because they've probably they've, – maybe they've lived there. Maybe they've, they're from North London. Maybe they're from Manchester, yeah. uh, from Madrid. Who knows? And uh, to be able to meet someone like that and hear their stories and hopefully have them ha- have their input on the club would be awesome. I was going to ask you – that was the next question was about the international students. And I feel like you know it makes – maybe it feel a little more like home to them because they're so many miles away. And, you know, you kind of, when you look around campus, sometimes, you know, sometimes you only see the international students hanging out with other international students. There's sometimes there's not that crossover bonding sometimes. I mean, obviously I, I, I mean, do you think this is probably going to open that up for definitely? You think Absolutely. it will? Absolutely. It's a common yeah, it's a thing that we can talk about, you know, say we are, we share the same favorite team, you know, we can discuss the team, how they're doing. I I totally agree with you. I think it will bring everyone together. Just to share a story, I know Mitch, we were we mm-hmm. all were watching the game. Yeah, it was uh, Real Madrid was in the Champions League last year, and they were playing. I forget what round it was, and uh, our door was open, and a Spanish student just kind of halted right in the doorway and popped his head in, and it was he that was the only game he ever watched with us. But yeah, you could see how it made him happy. And as far as I was concerned, it was a great joy to have him, and he knew a lot more about the sport than, than any of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just a little story about to shed some light on that. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. We've got a tremendous venue that is Michigan State to launch a club like this because you have such a diverse population that you can bring together for it. And uh, I think it's uh, I think it was ripe. MSU is ripe to have a club like this come, come along. I mean that's what they preach. We do preach a lot of diversity, and uh, you know everyone everyone getting involved with you know different clubs and right. whatnot. So that, that's pretty awesome what you guys are doing. Anything else you kind of like to add before we just kind of close up here? Yeah, just to add on the diversity thing. I mean, I'm all for it. Um, Absolutely. You know we have, but you have your different national organizations around campus, but uh, there isn't a whole lot of camaraderie and inter- intertwining these different groups, um, and that's kind of, I think, subliminally something that we can do. And I think something we will do once once the club really starts going, whether it be I mean, we're all juniors, whether it be in the next two years, or whether it be even after um, we exit Michigan State, um, just to see 
if I, if I could look back in five years and see uh, an American student like myself meeting someone from Spain and then traveling over the summer and getting a job there and just having a completely different experience than anyone could ever have imagined coming into Michigan State. Um, obviously, that might be a little bit of a reach, but on the other hand, it might not be. Um, so that's kind of how we want to build on the diversity thing and uh, how that will subliminally be an, an outcome of this club. I mean, what's pretty cool, too, is just one thing to add is that, you know, I have some friends that do work with this past summer and even in this last spring where a lot of international students came over for like an exchange program. And, you know, I feel like they have to feel out of place just because, you know, like I met some people from Australia over in the summer and like they went to a baseball game and they, like, they really enjoyed it. But like it was just so different for them for something for them to have something like this they can they can relate to must make them feel probably very um you know pleased and happy about where you know one coming to Michigan State so I feel like this is a good thing you guys are doing mm-hmm. thank you yep. yeah thanks. appreciate it so yeah this was the Corner Kick podcast with again Travis Trainer the events coordinator for Spartan Soccer Club we have Joe Erdman who's the president and then Mitch King.